Welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast, where we share knowledge, philosophies, wisdom, and insight to help you on your journey in both sport and life. Introducing your host, Rob Riles. Hello, and welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast. Welcome along. It's great to have you along as always. I'm going to get straight into today's episode and Today, we're going to share somebody who we're totally aligned with at Leader Manager Coach, somebody who's been a, a, a professional footballer, knows the game inside out, has had a journey into coaching, played the game and understands it and has moved on with, a, with, with, with plans for, for something that we're so aligned with at Leader Manager Coach. And I'm going to let him explain what that is. I'd like you to um, be introduced to uh, somebody called Kieran Toner. Hiya, Kieran. Rob, how are you doing? I'm great, mate. Thank you. And thanks for coming on. Um, only came across your work recently, but um, blimey, I think it's fantastic. Um, and, and I'd love you to share what it is, you, what it is you're doing now. Um, but before we get into that, um, as always, for anybody who doesn't know you, I'd just like you to uh, you know, give us a little insight into, into who you are, what you've done in the game, your relationship with, with, with the game, and um, how you kind of came to, to be you know, doing what you're doing now. Yeah, thanks, Rob. Thanks again for, for having me on here. So it's a pleasure to be here. So yeah, my name's Kieran Toner, and uh, as you can tell, I'm originally from uh, from Northern Ireland. Uh, I've been living in England since July 1997. Uh, at 16 years of age, then back then I was uh, a long time ago. Really, <laughs> I was fortunate enough to to come across to to England and and uh, sign for a Premier League football club, uh, Tottenham Hotspur. Spent five years there and, and then went on to have a, a, a decent uh, professional career in the in, in League Two up until 2010 when I decided to retire. So, like I said, I spent five years at, at Tottenham and, and then played for clubs uh, such as Leighton Orient, Lincoln, Grimsby, Rochdale and some loan spells at uh, Peterborough, Cambridge. So, you know, quite a few different environments to, to have to go into uh, and then, you know, ultimately moved into coaching uh, sort of uh, broken down by by a, a short period out of the game which I'm happy to go into a little bit uh, deeper but you know really fortunate to have had a, a a good career in the game I have taken the experiences that I received in the game good and bad to be able to uh, potentially support some of the players that I've coached over the last nine years uh, and and then now obviously moving into to two businesses that I've got, but obviously primarily uh, for all players for the the young player development. So yeah, a little bit on my playing background, uh, and and and, uh, and then moving into the the other aspects is naturally you do when you get older. Yeah, that's great. Just on that, Kieran, um, people are always interested in players. Football's about players, and, and listen, let's make no bones about it. All young boys and obviously you know with the women's game now um youngsters want to get into pro football it's the ultimate kind of achievement you know let's be honest about it and then um, you know you're very humble about that blimey you're a, you're a full international you know um one of the best players in, in that your country's produced at the time so fantastic and so you you know that gives you a you know a voice for people who want to listen to you Let, let's face it um what what was your journey into the game like that maybe i always think that explaining or perhaps just talking about the challenges that you faced actually getting into the game or, or, or you know establishing yourself into the game is always useful for for young people and, and parents and, and things like that i think people relate to that is there anything that you particularly would like to share on that that you think is poignant and unique to you well yeah i mean it's it's a really interesting question uh that that you ask rob uh I've got kind of two sides of it, the side of my own experience and and the side of it as a coach who's coached at, at youth level for, for a number of years in the professional game. So in terms of my experience, that actually started relatively, uh, I, I didn't really start that young in terms of football. And when I say that, I probably started when I was about nine years of age. Yeah. Uh, and, and I say that uh, because if people have been in the game, they know that there's there's sort of football seems to be starting uh, when when a child can can actually stand on their own yeah, two yeah. feet. So in in uh, comparison, I started reasonably late, and uh, it was just really about 
playing on the streets with my mates who who were going to uh, a kind of designated uh, indoor football uh, evening once a week that was run by uh, a guy called Desi McGuinness in, in, in my hometown of Lurgan, who had a long affiliation with Celtic, uh, a bit of a legend really, uh, where I come from in terms of the development of players that he has brought through. And he used to run these 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 kind of uh, friendly uh, sort of development nights. And that's where I really got picked up. Uh, I then played for a representative team of his that was just played friendlies, which led to playing against teams that were involved in leagues. Uh, and, and incidentally, I then signed for a team called uh, Goodyear Juniors. Uh, and they were a team that we would have played in friendlies quite a bit. Uh, and, uh, and, and at the time, the, the, the current team and teammates that I was playing for kind of were calling me all sorts of names because I'd left them. And then about six months later, they had all kind of uh, transferred across. So, uh, so, you know, at that stage, they could see that I had a little bit of ability. Uh, in terms of my process, actually, to get over to England, it's... Uh, it's a little bit interesting, really. I mean, uh, I, our, one of our coaches, Jerry McKee, was a Tottenham scout, uh, and he was really the big driver in pushing me towards, uh, towards England because he felt that I had some ability. And uh, I think it was at 13 years of age, Tottenham came over to watch two older players <clears throat> who were a couple of years older than me, and I played in the game just to make the numbers up. And the scout actually picked me out from that game uh, and, and said, I'd like to keep tabs on this this player, really. And then the following year, uh, they came back and watched another game specifically to watch myself and, and another player, instantly another guy called Kieran. Uh, and, and then they both invited us over to sign. But what I wanted to say about that, that actual trial game was probably one of the best games I'd ever played uh, up until that point. It was a case of everything just went right. Everything that I tried just came off. And... and it, you know, uh, I'm not someone who, I know it's easy to say, but I'm not someone who does big myself up. But I remember coming off the, the pitch in that game and, and my dad who, you know, used to travel everywhere uh, to, to make sure I had an opportunity to play. I said, um, I've nailed it. I know I have. Uh, and that was probably the, the first time I'd ever said anything about that. But but just because I knew I had. And then, and then a week later, they asked me to come over and then, and then sign but in the same breath i really do count myself very fortunate that that happened because i could have played that game and not played well and and, and probably that would have been the dream over uh, you know i really do believe that so there was a little bit of lady luck on my side to, to to get across to england now then moving into that it's it's kind of like uh, a really big step change you know i left a family at sixteen. I moved over on my own. Well, with the with the other the other player, Kieran, and he signed as well, and we stayed in digs together. And it, do you know what? It was tough. It was really tough. It took us about sixty eight weeks to to uh, settle in, and that's something that I always speak to when 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 I was coaching players who had to move away from home because I was really experienced in that. I'd been through it. You know, I felt it. I'd been emotionally connected to it, and that's helped me to resonate with a lot of young players who are doing the same. But yeah, tech, you know, it, it takes a bit of time. And and then you're out on your own, really. You have to kind of fend for yourself a little bit. Uh, you know, back then, there wasn't the support networks that there are now, you know, good and bad, I think. Uh, and, and you had to grow up pretty quickly. Uh, I was fortunate to come from a very working class background where the parents really drove that down, that you had to work hard. You had to take responsibility and be accountable, something that I really value. And I think some something that young players and, and their parents should really embrace um, because it's a very, very tough industry that, that they're potentially going into uh, and, and, and you can't take anything for granted. And we would all love Rob to, you know, really be living in this world where we think everything's equal and, and everybody gets the fair chance, and, but it doesn't exist, unfortunately. And people listening to this will probably, you know, this, 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 maybe they've heard it before, maybe they're not sure whether they believe me or not, but, you know, I've lived and breathed it. You know, it's a ruthless industry. And and, and for such young minds to dream uh, of, of becoming a professional footballer and making a, a significant living out of it, it's it's a dream that can be dashed all too easily, really. And and, and that that's one of the main drivers why, you know, I kind of co-founded the For All Players Company, which I can go into later, but that was one of the main drivers around it about supporting young players. So, you know, I had a... I had an okay journey through that 
uh, I got to my two years at Tottenham and um, I, I'd played well in the first year uh, and then maybe didn't do so well in the second year, but because of maybe promises that were made about getting a pro contract, I was fortunate again to be able to be given that. Uh, at the time, there was an individual at the club that I didn't really get on with who I didn't think supported me and that had an effect on me. Uh, but then that person left and I excelled. I excelled under Chris Hutton, uh, who was my reserve team manager at Tottenham at the time, who you know made me... I, you know, made me uh, when I talk to people ten times, twenty times the player. But but honestly, Rob, I couldn't really tell you anything that he taught me about the game. Yeah, he just for me was one of the best coaches, just because of you know, to my mind, it's it's the way he treated me, the way he made me feel, uh, and alongside Theo Foley, who who sadly has, has passed away. Uh, you know, a great combination, uh, and then and then playing under the likes of Colin Calderwood. With his guidance, uh, you know, as an ex ex elite player, uh, but you know, ultimately, what you know, George Graham was the one that brought me into the first team squad, and I thought, you know, listen, I've got a good chance of progressing here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then he left, and Glenn Hoddle came in, and differences of opinions, uh, you know, led to me sort of moving on. Uh, so, you know, by that time I was twenty one, uh, in the thick of adulthood uh, and really having to go out and fend for myself so you know listen it, it was a tough road but I honestly believe that it has stood me in very good stead to be able to go and deliver uh, you know in life and and I don't say that lightly I think there's a lot of young players who, who aren't looking at that and, and maybe need to about how they're building those foundations to go and be successful in life as a whole absolutely Leader Manager Coach podcast is available via the Leader Manager Coach app. Download it now to access the rich resource of unique, insightful and educational material to help you on your own journey in football, sport and life. Leader Manager Coach. For the game. For life. Available now on Google Play and Apple App Store. Keen, just remember where you are in this story. Let's not lose the track because it's brilliant. What I'd like to underline for people who are listening is the things you've mentioned in, in a completely individual story, and I've not prompted you. I just said, go and tell us how you started off. You've talked about that game where you just were kind of an additional player. You weren't one of the two who were being watched, and that was your opportunity. And, and I think we never know, do we, when the opportunity is going to be there. We don't know, do we? We think we, think we know how we're going to get somewhere, but actually... We don't know the how, we only know the why. And that's a perfect example of that. And when you, you know, said to your dad, blimey, you know, dad, I did all right there, you know, and um, that was maybe was your game. But you were ready for it, Kieran. No matter how you look at it, you know, you were ready for that. And, and you took that opportunity by all the work you'd done before. The other thing that's great for me is you've talked about your parental support in the fact that your dad did did a dad thing you know all dads are different but dad was there to, to take you around and, and and you you know i don't know the details but it sounds like you had a, a bit of a support system there not only in the logistics of getting to football but an upbringing that god i've had this conversation so many times and i could talk about it all day but you know you use the word working class where you know you probably didn't have six pairs of football boots to choose from and your mum cleaning your boots for you, for you and packing your bag for you and all that. It was like, listen, these are the rules. This is how life works, which prepares people a little bit for the absolute ruthless brutality of, of, of life in the game. And, and that's so important to underline. And the last thing before I let you carry on, because it's great, is, you know, here you are talking about football coaches and you've talked about one of the real successful ones in Chris Hutton. And, you know, it's lovely to hear that you say, yeah, maybe he didn't teach me how to control the ball better or to open my body or to do something technical, but he kind of loved you and, and, and just made you feel good. And, you know, a real eminent coach friend of mine says it's, it's not what, what you teach people it's how you make them feel and, and I think you've kind of summarized that and it's 
those four points just need underlining. So I'm sorry to interrupt, but it's a great story. But carry on, mate. It's brilliant. No, no, no. You, you, you listen. You make some really, really great points and valid points. Listen, I, I, I'm a big, but these are logical points, though, Rob. And I think that's an important, uh, a, a, an important statement to make. This is standard. You know, the, these comments that 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 you've made on that you know and people need to maybe listen to them a little bit more you know uh not to drive it too hard but i just think these are things that you know having a supportive family but a realistic uh you know support network you know my, my parents i owe everything to them but you know i was never under any illusion that that i was going over to become a multi-millionaire you know we we all dream about it but it was you know, uh, listen, let me tell you about them. They're, you know, they said to me, we will support what you want to do, right? And there was times when I was over in England and I thought, not sure I can do this. And they were there saying to me, listen, you made a commitment. We know deep down it's what you want to do. So you, you need to stick it out and see it through. I, you know, I could have easily ended up back in Ireland. Like many players that I played with in the youth international teams at under 15 and under 16. And incidentally, out of the, 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 the international teams that I played for at, at schoolboy level uh, at the time and, and, and under 16s, they all had professional contracts signed pre-apprenticeship. You know, it was a two-year apprenticeship, two-year professional, one, one and three. I just had two years apprenticeship, no guarantees of anything yeah. else. Yeah. I was the only one yeah. out of that group. And then I ended up being the only one in that group that, that stayed in England. Uh, you know, so, uh, yeah. <clears throat> and I think that's, I'm not saying that that drove me any anymore. I'm just saying that some, we have to understand that sometimes the easy way out is not the best way. Kieran, yeah. I think that being comfortable is inherently dangerous without, um, there's nothing wrong in comfort, but unless you are aware of the dangers of comfort, it, 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 it has its frailties. And I think, again, you, you underline beautifully the rationality of your parents saying, look, irrelevant of whether you become successful, you've committed to do this, Kieran, and, and we do believe in you. So, you know, I'm sure if you'd have said absolutely on the 10th phone call home, Dad, I'm desperately unhappy, I'm going to come home, they probably would have, because they love you, they might have said yes, but, you know, you, you, you describe a, a lovely, supportive, but, but tough love relationship, mate. So, and as you say, players should not, not, not um, dismiss the value of, of support, However, wherever you get it from. You know, we don't want players listening to this thinking, well, actually, you know, my parents don't know anything about football, not interested in football. There will be somebody somewhere, whether it's your coach or, or, or another mentor or somebody at the club who can, can do something of that nature for you. So, again, sorry to interrupt, mate. I'm going slowly. No, no, no. Uh, just on that, I, I think, you know, I've used the words tough love to, to my players that I've coached. Uh, and, and, you know, sometimes we get lost in the words and we kind of maybe perceive them differently or perceive them how we want to. Uh, you know, ultimately, you know, in this day and age, Rob, there's support networks everywhere. It doesn't have to be mum or dad, parent, guardian. It doesn't have to be. There's there's plenty of support. So if, if I I stayed in England because deep down I knew that was what I wanted. I was yeah. just having a hard time. Yeah, yeah. And I just needed to get through it. You know, and that, and that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, and and I just think that's probably what a lot of players go through, and and they just need to. Yeah. They, they yeah. need to go through it. Yeah. Uh, but again, you know, I'm who I am today because of those instances. You know, so when I I, I went to Leighton Orient for a couple of seasons after Tottenham uh, via Bristol Rovers uh, at the back end of the previous season where they took over my contract, Tottenham, and we just avoided relegation. I went in from, a, from an academy, well, a, a young professional Premier League environment to Bristol Rovers who were at the time second bottom when one was being relegated and uh, you know, we're coming in and uh, and trying to embed into a team to uh, to to survive. Uh, and 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 listen, you know, we were we play we were playing well, but we couldn't buy a win. 
we could not buy a result yeah. for love nor money. Yeah. Uh, and 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 uh, having to go through that and just just surviving was was something that was uh, yeah. you know a real eye opener uh, because it's real world football, Rob, and that's yeah. something that young players have to understand and parents have to understand and and coaches who are listening have to understand that you know your job is to prepare that player for the next level whatever that level may be and then your strategy and how you do that is based on what that next level entails so so my you know my previous club i've obviously come out of coaching now uh, but i was coaching under 18 players under 18 players that needed to go into the real world the next level and you know if we don't you know, if, if we just conform to this fluffy aspect of society where everything's okay, uh, and and we throw them to the lions, uh, you know, they're they're going to get eaten. Uh, and you have to find a, a strategy that can, uh, whilst whilst building a support ne- network around that, that that when they fall, you can catch them yeah. rather than, than throw them out uh, like like lambs to the slaughter, almost for want of maybe a better term, but. Uh, you know that's that's something that people have to remember. What are you trying to do for this person, this individual, in terms of their holistic development? Because that's really important, but also to make their dreams realistic. And and go on, Kane, carry on. Sorry, just to. You know, I had a conversation with a, with someone from uh, uh, from across the Atlantic who contacted me out of the blue, saying they wanted to be a pro footballer in Europe. And and you know. I don't know this person, but I took time out to to write back to them and say these are my this is my opinion. This is what I think you should do. Their response is I'll get an agent, and you know that you know I don't want to delve too much into that, but but honestly, it just made me think that that a lot of these young people are just have no idea whatsoever about what they're actually getting themselves into, and have no idea how to actually become accountable and responsible for their own for their own life for goodness sake you know i think we 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 are slowly but surely building a society now rob where everything seems to be given on a plate i call it entitlement syndrome you know i'm entitled to get this and i'm entitled to get that you know what you're entitled to get nothing right and you work hard for it and going back to your point uh earlier that you made you know ultimately uh Things are tough, right? But it's your responsibility to be the best you can be. And if you're not waking up every day and being the best you can be, and by the way, it's tough. Yeah. It is hard. You know, don't moan about it when it's not working out. You know, and that's, there's, these are hard conversations to have. Some people can deal with them. Some people can't. But, you know, that's 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 why I bring my two kids up, uh, you know, with love and support, by the way. You know, so people's perception of what I'm saying is really key. It's yeah. it's it's real world, but it's love and support. But you know what? Come on, meet me halfway. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 going back to my my story at Leighton Orient, you know, I I was okay. Was I committing myself one hundred percent to it? No, you know, I was living the life really in this bubble that footballers will end up in. You know, and many many pro footballers will tell you about that bubble where you think you're really important, and in actual fact, you're not uh, in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had false promises made to me, verbal promises of contracts, and, and then I got tossed aside and had to go and fight for the next contract. Yeah. Uh, was fortunate to, to get a, a, a you know, a, a trial and an opportunity by Keith Alexander, who sadly is not with us now, uh, to, to go to Lincoln and, 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 and perform to get the contract. Had to do the same again at Grimsby yeah. uh, to perform and get the contract. And I, I always believe when I'm when I'm speaking to players and trying to support them to say that all of these, you know, times of adversity that I went through uh, made me who I am today, but made me able to understand that, you know what, I either step up or I don't. Mm-hmm. But either way, I deal with it, you know, and that's hard. They're hard conversations to have with with people and especially young players, Rob, I've had. You know, well, I'm happy to go into my coaching aspect in a bit, but I've had some, you know, trials and tribulations with dealings with players and parents who, for me, just are, are you know, uh, disillusioned with it all, you know, and, and, and not thinking in real terms. Moving on from, from Grimsby on to Rochdale, you know, I met Keith, uh, uh, Keith Hill and, and Dave Flickcroft, who were, you know, wild, but in a great way. Uh, you know, like lovable characters, uh, and they treated me really well with respect. Uh, 
not I'm not saying that they did what I what my you know what I asked them to do or when I gave them my opinion it was down to them but they're really you know there were two great guys that that you know uh, have I think transformed quite a few players careers if yeah. I'm honest yeah uh, I really do yeah. solid characters yeah uh, realistic characters open and honest uh, but want to have a bit of fun around it and I had two great seasons at Rochdale with them really did fortunate to get promoted to League One I left and then I moved out of the game you know and and even though I had a great time there, just the whole, I think, Rob, when you, you know, I was 29, I think, at the time, and you start looking to the future. Uh, the whole environment of football I kind of fell out with, you know, the fact that you could be lifted and led and dropped and, and, and bigged up. And then, you know, you, and this is one thing a lot of young players have to understand. You know, whether you like it or not, you're only as good as your last game. Yeah. That, whether you like it or not, I hate that. But whether you like it or not, you're only as good as your last game. So you've got to be consistent with your mindset. You know, if things are great, that's fine. They're great. But tomorrow's another day. The sun will rise and there's a new challenge ahead. And, and, and that, that's the mindset that we have to be trying to instill in, in our young players and yeah. young people. Yeah. That, and it's not to sound all too doom and gloom about it, but we have to get comfortable with that mindset. You know, enjoy it. Yeah, enjoy it. But where's the next challenge? And, and I think a lot of people struggle with that. They really do. And uh, it's something that I try to instill in the players that I coached uh, because I'd been through it and I could see it. And, and the worst thing for me in coaching, actually, Rob, was releasing players. Mm. You know, and at the very beginning, uh, and I had this conversation with someone at the very beginning, it really took a lot out of me. Right? But then as time went on, in actual fact, the players weren't really applying themselves, the majority. Yeah. You know, probably only a handful of players I've released that I actually think, now not my decision, but I was delivering the news, that actually I felt had done enough. Not many. You know, so it became easy. And I think that's sad. That's, that's sad to say. Uh, but I know that from speaking to other coaches, Rob, that there's a, you know, it's a lot easier for coaches now to release players because, quite frankly, it, you know, the players don't well aren't really prepared to put in the effort that I think is required in the game now again nothing I can do about it but the game is such now where players need to be living and breathing it in the right way and 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 you know that's not running around all day every day it's just eating right it's living right it's you know learning the game and understanding the game and taking time to do that a lot of people just dismiss it yeah. and then and then they moan when it's not working out, and the parents moan when it's not working out. Yeah. And and you know, you know, I'm sorry to say that, but they need to get a reality check. You know, and I've had it on a personal level uh, with parents. You know, complaining about me saying that their their son is not working hard enough. I went, yeah, yeah, he's, he's not working hard enough. Do you know why I know? Because I've been there and I've done it. And I'm only asking them to work. I'm only asking them to do a gym program that we've designed for them. Not asking them to to create it. Not asking them to go and study to be a personal trainer. We've designed it all for them. They just need to get off their backside and go and do it. And they're not prepared to do it. So, you know, they're not going to make it. Yeah, you know, but you, do you know what I mean? And I just think a lot of coaches are afraid to say that now. No, because, I, I resonate you know, with so much of what you're saying. And I think, again, you know, remember where you are, Kieran, because this is going, it's lovely, lovely stuff. Um, you know, the reality it's back to the reality of preparation of a, of, a, of a child let's face it you know they are children at that age with the realities of life of how difficult it is and how you have to apply yourself and and the challenges as a coach and i've been an academy coach of sitting down on a cold wednesday night over a coffee table and saying to the parent look you know and the kid you know i'm really sorry but you can keep your tracksuit but you can't come next week, you know, with the greatest respect. And deep down in your heart, you know, if you were, if you were a, an empathetic person, you, you know that ultimately that person, that child hasn't either, ultimately hasn't got something, the application, the ability, uh, whatever. And, and, the, and the, the parents are often more, it's not the kids, the kids, yeah, they hurt, but they get over it. it it's, it's that, the parent 
relationship with the child that they can't see because they are it, they're in it, that, that, you know, it's their, 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 their way of perceiving the world that, that, you know, as a coach, not all parents are like that, but it, it as, okay, what I'm saying, it is a difficult thing to do. Um, and I respect the fact that it does get easier um, because you, you see the reality that this, you know, all you're doing is, is saving somebody two years, three years, four years of, you know, bumbling on and, you know, in a career that's not going to go anywhere, um, you know. Well, listen, listen, Rob, what I'm not saying is, I'm, I'm not saying that someone rocks up uh, and plays and then suddenly it's a big shock in terms of we have done nothing about it. You know, I, it's not it's not that, you know, people, you know, need to understand that. It's not, you know, we will give them the chances to change. We will give them the platform to be the best they can be time and time and time again, even more time than I would have been afforded as a young Because now, Kieran, there's player. so many, you know, most academies are, are buy into that, don't they? Where, where, you know, they don't just make an instant decision. It's right, okay, let, let's put a plan in place to help this person who, who's struggling, this kid who's struggling. And after that, it's still, there's no fruition of, 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 of what you need. And, and, you know, so I agree totally, yeah. I think people have to understand as well, and, and, and I think coaches get a real raw deal. I think they do. I don't think they get enough support and protection. Uh, I think it's easy just to blame the coach, and then that's a detriment to potentially their reputation. I really do. Uh, I'm not saying that, you know, I think there's good and bad people all over the world, uh, you know, without a doubt. Uh, but ultimately, you know, there's fundamental changes I feel need to be made in the game, certainly in this country, uh, about the setup. You know, the very fact that we have formalised the the academy approach has yeah. meant that there's been more pressure put on young players. You know, and for me, unnecessary pressure, but then it creates that, you know, vicious cycle of, of people trying to be their first to get the best players. And, yeah. you know, I'm a bit of a dreamer in terms of, you know, I always think that if you provide the right environment and you can teach the right skills to people that can actually excel, uh, I don't think that we need to go and find the next uh, Messi at six years of age. I don't think it exists. I think it's easy for us to make grand claims that we can spot players at six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. You know, for me, and this is purely my opinion on from my experience, Rob, is you can't decide whether a player is good enough to have a career in the game until they're well after, you know, 19, 20, 21. You know, honestly, and people are laughing, saying, no, 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 I can spot them. I can spot them sooner. And I, no, because the real world starts then. You know, the real world when you're fighting for three points that uh, you need to get your win bonus and, you, and you're playing alongside a 35-year-old who's got four kids and two mortgages. And you don't pick up your man at the back post and you lose 1-0 and he's got you by the throat in the changing room. You know, those things happen, right? Whether people like it or not. And you need to be prepared for that, especially with a lot of people that then go, you know, people think this, certainly in the youth academies, that they're just going to have this progression into the first team. I'll go into the youth team. I'll be in the reserves, the under, or the, you know, the under 21s, 23s, which I think is a waste of time, into, into the first team. No, it's not. It's, okay, if you might be good enough, then we'll stick you down at step four, which, by the way, is a good standard, like a good, tough standard. And then we'll see what happens when you get head-butted from across uh, or you don't protect yourself when you're going up to head the ball, which is a key still, skill you need to learn. And you get, you know, you, you head-butt the back of his head and you break your nose. Well, these things happen all the time. And, um, you know, you need to be able to deal with that. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you have to put those strategies in place. It's like work experience. Yeah. But I just think it's all become a little bit too fluffy and too easy. And, and uh, maybe going back to my time growing up, Rob, it's, maybe that, that determination, that drive and people is not there because it is comfortable. Now, listen, I, I have no issues with people being comfortable. Mm. Okay. I, I don't, but if you, if you want to be the, if you want to be the best at something, you have to step out of your comfort zone. Okay. So listen, it's, it, it all comes down to accountability here, mate. Mm. You know, you, know uh, you want to be comfortable. You don't want to test yourself. Absolutely fine. No problem. But then don't go crying about it when you're not getting all of the things to be, you know, where you think you want to be. And I had this, I've had this with players, you know, where, where I've said, and when I've coached them, I've said, listen, 
you're not putting the effort in, are you? No, not really. You're not doing the programs, are you? No, not really. Right, well, you ain't going to be a pro footballer. I said, now, if you, if you say to me, you know what, Kieran, I've no issues with that. I just want to have a real good time in as a scholar, you know, which I don't think is right because you've taken someone's place. But anyway, uh, we've signed you. I said, no problem. Not a problem. You can have the best time of your life. But if you're telling me you want to be a pro footballer and it's a different conversation yeah. and they're not prepared for that, you know, and, and I've been there as a player where you're getting hammered, not just by your teammates for not doing your job, but you're getting told you're rubbish by the opposition, right? And then you've got three and four of them jumping on the bandwagon and there's no place to go. I'm taking a corner for Leighton Orient against South End in what would be classed as a derby and I'm getting absolutely pelted by their fans in the away end calling me all names under the sun, my family's names under the sun, you know, and, and you and you have and then you have to produce a skill and a technique. Yeah. Uh, and if you don't get it right, you've got five thousand people telling you you're the worst thing uh, in the world. You know, I've, I've had it I've had it from uh, teams that I played for that I then, I then left and, and played against them. Yeah. And so people who were singing my name at one point were were telling me well, I, I, I don't even tell you the, the types of words they were looking for. Yeah. And th but that's the world we live in. And, and sometimes we're a little bit naive and picking and choosing what we think this world is, Rob, to suit our own needs. And no, I not be too, too philosophical with you, mate. But, you know. Uh, it's, it is reality. And uh, one of the things that's impacted me in the last few years is, is, is the, the, the stoic philosophy. And uh, I'm not here to, to interrupt you. Um, but it, it's about the realities of life. Look, at any minute in time, your world can be blown apart by anything. An injury, a divorce, a death in the family, um, a disease process, which we're all, we're all facing. So, you know, the why me syndrome, which I'll hold my hand up and thought, flipping it, you know, I've had me a plenty share of pity parties myself. You know, when you think, why me? How, how, can, how can it affect me? You know, what you're painting here is reality. And... Um, trying to use that to to fortify young people who who, who have been in your care that, that, that's how, that's how i see it yeah I, I mean listen again some people are like me some people won't right some people will resonate with what i'm saying and people will disagree and that's great you know it's great to have diversity i think it's really important but i always want to you know listen when you're a coach and you, you you'll know uh, more than anybody you know uh, you know, you're not in it for the money because the money's not there. The, 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 the financial packages are rubbish, you know, at the general levels, mm. you know, certainly. Uh, and, and so, you know, I didn't want to be waking up every day uh, putting, you know, a lot of time, you know, 60, 70 hours a week into it to not be able to look people in the eye. That, that's something that I, you know, it, wasn't, it wouldn't be worth it. And it would be easy for me to say the things that they want to hear. Yeah, yeah. And I have coach players, Rob, who have been at other professional clubs and been released. Yeah. You know, and I would always sit down with them and say, you know, what happened? And, they and, and their answer is they don't know. You know, they told me I was brilliant. You know, they didn't really say until they released me that I hadn't done this, that, and the other. And I thought, well, that's wrong. That's wrong. You know, but but I can understand why they've done that because it's people want to look after themselves. They don't want to rock the boat as such. They want to keep their job, and th that's a fundamental problem that that's out of their control. Yeah. Um, but going back to my my, you know, I left Rochdale and and, and got offered with uh, to go to Luton Town, who were in the uh, who were at step one at the time, but a professional club, you know, a proper club, uh, and. Uh, you know, Richard Money was the manager there, and and I just I just lost it. I, I kind of said to my to my partner that, you know, I think we we I think I'm done. I think I just need to start looking for the future. Uh, you know, she was just about to have our son, and uh, and I thought, you know, I need to maybe. I was living in Yorkshire, so traveling down every day to to London. Uh, especially when you hit traffic, is uh, it can be five hours or, or you know on on a two hour journey, and and I kind of had just lost my head really. And this is really important what I'm about to say. So so I didn't really understand what that meant. I was fortunate to get offered a proper job, like I call it, an eight to five, Monday to Friday, working as a buyer for a, a metal recycling company in Sheffield, uh, and I literally halved my money overnight. Uh, my wage 
And the wage that they actually gave me was a good wage mm. from what I know now. Mm. Okay. Uh, and I halved it overnight. And I thought, what have I done here? Mm. And, uh, and, and, you know, I ended up actually going back in and playing semi-professional. I went to Harrogate Town under Simon Weaver, who had played football with as a teammate uh, to make up the money. Uh, and that was, you know, so so I turned down Luton Town uh, because I thought I wouldn't have enough time for uh, my newborn new son uh, and, and, and to be at home. And incidentally, I ended up getting into a situation where I was probably out of the house for longer uh, in, a, in a job uh, and then uh, training in the evenings, away at the weekends, you know, so... Uh, that was something that really uh, that I always look back on uh, about kind of my my journey in, in all of this, which actually then then led to me moving back into to the game because I'd missed it and and uh, I was I was playing semi pro, but but I'd, I'd I'd kind of wanted to get back into coaching or I wanted to start getting into coaching to look to the future and and that's how that coaching journey kind of started and it really was sort of part-time whilst playing whilst working and then playing semi-pro so at one time I had three jobs I was working three jobs to to get one wage uh, and I did that for a few years to uh, before I was fortunate enough to uh, get a full-time job at, at my previous club uh, as the youth development phase coach so that was overseeing the under 12s to under 16s age groups so those age groups where you're really thinking come on we need to be setting a program now that challenges them supports them but really you know it has the due diligence to be able to say listen so it's entirely up to you what you want to do with it uh, so you know that that kind of kicked off my coaching journey and i thought you know this is something i wanted to do but again rob and you'll probably appreciate fundamental challenges within that environment people that don't necessarily have the the knowledge that i had maybe telling me what i should and shouldn't be doing and, and i was always someone who and some probably ex-managers that agree i was always someone who, who had a bit about me to kind of challenge them uh, and maybe at times it might have come across as arrogance but it was because i was a winner and i wanted it to be done right and and you know i played hard and worked hard you know i did sort of live the life uh, you know, uh, socially as well as kind of uh, in football, but 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 I was that kind of that yeah. was my characteristic, yeah. Yeah. and everything I did, it was a hundred percent. You know, and probably why I probably could have played higher if I really focused on on developing my football. But that's then what what you know creates the foundation of the support that I wanted to give to players to say that actually I know from experience that that's the way you have to be uh, in this day and age and yeah. just saying, and do you know what? It's tough, right? Okay. People need to understand it's elite environment. Yeah. So not, it's not for everyone. It's, it's for the very few actually. Yeah. And I just think because everybody loves football, you know, and goodness me, the parents love football and they think they know everything about football when in actual fact, you know, really to become an elite professional football player is very, very, very hard. Uh, and ultimately, a lot of people fall short. Way, well, way short. Well, so, by, you know, listening to your story, Kieran, you, you got into coaching, I'll use the word relatively late, compared to somebody who kind of, at, at, you know, in the mid twenties or early twenties, decided to kind of oh, I'm interested in coaching. There are a few players who who, who start badges and have got an interest. Was that driven by a desire to to to, to utilise your experience um, in any way that you talked about all all this you know blaming all the stuff that you went through yourself? Um, oh, you, you've said that you you had a little period where you kind of kind of fell out of love with the game if I could use that term and I think that's okay because you know I, I fell out of love with the game blimey when I look back and I think how do you do that I mean you know you do uh, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that it doesn't make you a bad person you know it's just, it, it happens for different reasons um, but was that the driver behind you getting into coaching or was it was it just to be involved with football uh, 
It's a good question. I, I, I wouldn't want to say just as, a, as an initial answer that, that my drive was to change the lives of others uh, through my experience. Really, it came down to a situation where the job that I was in, uh, there was a decision to be made whether I wanted to really focus on pushing the yeah. progression with that, yeah. which I wasn't really yeah. motivated to do, yeah. or, or it was a decision to focus on the coaching. So, you know, when I started to get into coaching, that love came back yeah. and, 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 and that ability to be able to understand. It wasn't so much the fact, because when I, re I remember doing my first coaching uh, day on my coaching licenses, you know, obviously I'm fortunate to be a pro license coach now, but uh, uh, for that kind of UFAB uh, coaching, I was quite nervous really, because I thought, not really, I haven't really done a lot of coaching. There was these sort of people that had been coaching for, four or five years but you know when you start to watch the game and you start to you know it was just like a, a light switch that just was almost that wouldn't really happen in a game because of this this and this you know that's not realistic there because of these aspects purely based on my experience as a player yeah. and that's when it clicked to me rob that actually i have gained so much knowledge without even knowing about it just by purely being in it you got something to offer yeah 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 and then that's what started that journey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, and I, I was fortunate to have a really uh, good progression uh, in coaching based on people above me moving up. And then that offered opportunities for me to progress. Yeah. Uh, I would hope because they're seeing that I had potential. And then, you know, having sort of three years as an under-18s coach, quite successful three years at Rotherham United, uh, you know, where, where there was – players that 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 i think could have been really really good yeah. uh, but for one thing or another in the industry it doesn't work out but players that still keep in touch with me now that's what that's what matters most to me the fact that not the players who have progressed in the game it's those players who have moved aside but still but still want advice you know and still are looking for you know uh, a sounding board on decisions that they've made uh, and opportunities that they have that's what kind of I will take from my time inside the game as a coach because uh, that that means a lot to me, yeah, uh, you know. And, and I think that is testament to my what I wanted to achieve with these players. You know, I never promised professional contracts to parents or players, but I promised that they'd be a better player and a better person. And you know, I worked hard in it, and I did a lot of I did a lot of stuff behind the scenes that you know maybe the club didn't even know about to try and build their plan b and that's obviously then led into four all players which uh, you know are co-founded with with, with yeah. john brandon yeah yeah listen we're gonna get into that pretty quick um i love what you're saying i, I sometimes look at and i say if I'm having a conversation that's going the right way, or, or, or certainly I'll say to people, look, football's just the bait. It's about creating good people. Um, and, and I know people go, what are you on about? It's about football, eh? I said, yeah, but it depends how you look at it. And, 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 and I love what you said there. Um, you know, the, the beautiful meaning that you've got out of your coaching, not just this alone, but the thing you've mentioned, Kieran, is the fact that, you know, you might have one of a number of players who will call you up because it's you they want to talk to for whatever reason and it might not be a football related thing and, and I think you can't get a better deeper meaningful return from being a coach than that for me it's in my own personal opinion you know you could teach somebody to, to, to go to and have a career in the game great you know blimey how much of that is due to you who knows but what is due to you is the fact that that player will pick up the phone and, and say, "Hi, Kieran, can I have you got a minute?" That that is down to you, and 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 I get that. I think it's magic, mate. I think it's brilliant. Well, well, I I used I used football as the platform. In actual fact, you know, and I didn't say this sort of to the club was, you know, it was so challenging to get pro contracts. That wasn't my driver. Yes, I know I had to get them to a certain level to be able to do that, and I feel I did with quite a few players, but they obviously didn't get the opportunity. Uh, but for, I used football as the platform that they could actually go on and build a successful life, yeah. regardless of whether that was in football or not. Now, what I'll say is that, 
you know, I, I would probably have a very small percentage of influence on the players in terms of what I brought to their holistic kind of uh, per, like personality. But that small percentage, I think, were really key things, key characteristics, like dealing with adversity, like building resilience, like being a, a good person, uh, but, you know, a solid individual who's respectful, like someone who can wake up in the morning and say, right, I've, uh, someone's given me a challenge. I've got the tools to be able to go, how do I solve that? Whether they solve it or not is not really the concern. It's yeah, being, yeah. Them, being in, them being in a position to know that they can go and take responsibility for something and be accountable for the decisions that they make. That was my goal. That was my goal in, in what I did. You know, and listen, there are loads of us out there who are exactly the same. You know, it, it just doesn't, maybe it's lost in translation a bit and maybe people don't see that side of it uh you know but there are so many coaches who have that that are so frustrated because they are not given the, the, the tools and the support to be able to deliver that and when i say that you know rob you've got to be you know you've got to understand the game as a coach because you're going to get challenged especially the older you uh coach right players want to challenge yeah, yeah. you've got, you got yeah. to be able to you've got to be able to answer those questions you've got to have some ability to be able to demonstrate because if I'm asking someone to do something and I can't do it myself, and I was quite good technically, so I always had that with the players, that respect you get. You know, if you lose that respect with, with young people, then you may as well, you know, leave them to their own devices. Yeah. No. Okay. But then, but then those, those things of, you know, listen, this is hard. Take it on the chin. Move on. I'll be here to help you. But, you know, meet me halfway. And, and, and you know, I said this to parents. I'll, I'll I'll make them a better person than a player, and that's good enough. Good enough for me. No, it's brilliant. Listen, you've already mentioned four old players. I'm keen to get this, you know, this part of the journey in because it's um, really interesting. Tell us about that, and um, you know, your relationship with your business partner and, and, and four old players. So, so we've got a real kind of understanding of that, Kieran. Yeah. So so listen, you know, I I met. Uh, co-founder uh, John Brandon uh, a few years back he's he's got a background in football he's a, he's a you know a non-league manager he's coached at Arsenal in in the younger end and uh, he's been in education for a long time and he was he was actually focusing some his conversation with me initially Rob on helping players to get over to America uh, to study and play which which is something I was interested in exploring and he helped quite a lot of my players to get opportunities now, incidentally the majority of them didn't take them up because again it's this you know England is the be all and end all and they can't see you know you know yeah. the opportunities that lie outside when they broaden their horizons something that I think needs yeah. to change so we struck up a relationship then but we were always talking and uh, about our passion to actually help players how are we going to help players be the best they can be as people and, and inside the game uh, so we developed for all players and, and really if i could sum it up it's a holistic platform so it's an online platform that's a holistic approach to enable a player to develop their future career pathway on and off the pitch so there's opportunities to be recruited because we can you know, certainly if they're over 16, they can create their player profile and be seen by clubs that we link in with. So we're hoping, you know, that all clubs sign up to this and it's free for them, free for the clubs, uh, which I'll go on to in a second. But it's it's a platform that they can create their profile, upload their footage, and that can go on a, on a nationwide database that can be accessed. Then we've partnered with a mental a well-being company that offer workshops in mental health and the awareness of mental health because it's something that's really close to my heart about the the, the sort of trials and tribulations I went through and was able to get through. Uh, but understanding, I think it's really important that players understand, you know, when you're just having a bad day or when it's something more than a bad day. That's how I sum it up, you know, yeah. uh, and having that awareness. So we partnered with them to create that link. We've partnered with some education providers to to help. Uh, you know, players, members to be able to maybe go on apprenticeships that can be funded, part funded. Um, we've built performance content to upskill them in developing themselves physically, mentally, uh, technically. Uh, and, and we've produced like a, a bit of a basic simplistic game uh, performance tracker based on some KPIs that, that we've developed. Just an all round, you know, uh, you know, uh, everything that I would have needed, Rob, as a young player to, to, to go to, to say I can access everything I want. You know, uh, uh, 
sort of linking with read recruitment agency to be able to offer jobs. So if someone's looking for a job and that's a player platform that we've created and, you know, it is a bit, it is a business, but we charge £9.99 for the year. So less than 90 pence a month. And, and, and they get opportunities to be scouted. They get opportunities to get access to education services, mental wellbeing services, uh, performance content, uh, potential job boards to be able to try and secure a job and a career. You know, all of that in, in one platform with their own kind of personal locker room. But we knew, John and I knew that to build that, we needed the, the coaches on board. Uh, so we developed a coach platform that offers them the database to be able to search for players in their region so they can put a criteria in. And I'm looking for a goalkeeper within 10 miles of my postcode. All of the goalkeepers that are registered for us, they can select what age groups uh, that they want to look at. And it's 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 really, you know, I'm not going to shy away from the fact it's a business. It is a business, right? But Absolutely. it's a very affordable uh, opportunity for players that could potentially get access to a trial because there's so many players that get released. Mm. Now, and it's not just for the players at professional clubs, but players everywhere that want that chance and that opportunity and that dream to keep that dream alive. But we have everything else in place behind it to support that realism. Mm. Uh, and, and yes, they can go to America. We've got that service to do that uh, you know, as well, that, that that's 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 already embedded within our expertise. But this is a platform for all UK players to, to continue to grow in the game, but be able to deliver out, out of the game as well. But we've offered a, a platform for the coaches to, cert, to to get access to the database, to be able to get some coaching uh, templates that we've created through our partnership with Academy Soccer Coach, uh, looking at the mental well-being aspect, uh, the, the performance mindset, and their own little game tracker. And that's free. That's free for every coach that wants to sign up. Yeah. Uh, and we've just built a pro club platform. So professional clubs, we're, we're offering them a platform where they can actually expose all of their players that, they're looking, that, that, that are unfortunate to be released by them so that the, the due diligence can be done right through, right through the nation to say that, you know, Club X, who are a, a championship football club, are releasing these players at under 16 and at under 18. You know, these are, these are their highlights. These are their details. It's all about that due diligence on their exit pathway. Yeah, yeah. That, that's something we're really passionate about. This is to help players be able to, you know, secure a future for themselves yeah. on or off the pitch. It, um, it doesn't matter to me. I'm not bothered. Mm -hmm. You know, if they want to be successful in sport, great. If they're going to be successful in a career outside of the game, brilliant. It's about helping those players. And that's why we brought brought four old players yeah. uh, to the fore, really. And it is in its infancy, but, you know, we've built up some nice strategic partnerships. We're talking to professional football clubs who it's free. It's free for them. Where, you know, when they get audited, for sure, and they're asked about their exit pathway, you know, to be able to show them our platform to say, well, all our players go on here, they're seen by all of these clubs, then, you know, it's, it's, it's to help them. Yeah. And it's free. Yeah. And then the players pay the 9.99, but that's, you know, I think that's, that, that's okay to ask for if they're, for an opportunity for them to actually continue playing in the game and get the support off the pitch. You know, so we're not hiding anything. You know, I don't mind, you know, and I know people will look at this and go, God, we need to be doing that. And that's fine. And the more opportunities it creates for players, the better. You know, our business will end up taking care of itself. It's not a pride, you know, I'm sure of that. But it's about being able to look people in the eye and saying we, we're building a legacy here to help players in, in something that needs doing. Uh, and that's what really drives myself and John every day, uh, you know, to, to build this. Um, yeah, that's great. I mean, just listening to you describe in, in, in a kind of nutshell the framework of what you're doing, I think it's fantastic. I think there's a groundswell at the moment, as you know, Blimey, of course, you'll be aware of this, of the, the need to embrace all the technology that's now available, which is what you're doing, making things available that weren't available even five years ago, meeting the need for the mental health side of the game that Blimey, you know, whether it's being over-egged at the minute or not, we don't know, but it's certainly not going to go away and it's, it's, it's highlighted and, you know, I'm damn sure there's a, there's, a, there's a need for it in and out of the game, particularly in the game. Um, and addressing all the things that, that we've talked about previously about the challenges of the game and the need to exit the game honourably and, and, and with a decent pathway. and Brilliant, mate. I, I think 
you know, as, and as you say as well, listen, you're not averse to competition and you, you know, you're humble enough to say, listen, we're going to make this work because it's our, it's your philosophy. I think it's, it's, it's excellent, Q. Um, on that, how can people get in touch with you, mate, or, or for all players? Is it, is it just by your website or what would you prefer? No, I mean, listen, in terms of players, we're, we are just about to launch our, our platform that's had a lot of new elements uh, done to it to be able to deliver this for players. And that will be ready sort of within the next couple of weeks. So if they go to forallplayers.com, so the number four, allplayers.com, they'll, they'll, you know, all the information will be there for them to be able to do that within the next couple of weeks. Coaches can register their interest on there. We have had hundreds of coaches already that want to be on the free their free coach platform. And like I say, you know, I, I've obviously got a lot of contacts in the professional games, so we've, we've uh, some, had some quite exciting interest from the clubs because it's a bit of a no-brainer, really. But, you know, just, uh, listen, it's not a hard sell for me. It's, it, it's you know, my son spends more on FIFA points, you know, on the computer than, than kind of 9.99 for an annual service that's going to help you potentially uh, just have more options. And that's one thing I want to say, you know, this is dream... I want players to dream and dream big. I really do, but dream with a purpose, but dream knowing that there's other options that can be part of that dream. You know, that that's really important to me. Uh, you know, th there's not one option and that one option is not elite professional football because you have to be elite of elite to be able to achieve that. Yeah. So dream big, but have your options. Yeah. Knowing that, you, that, that elite football is one option of, a few that you have that you can be really happy to embrace and that's really important yeah. um you know and just uh, and just to finish off as well uh, you know i, I want to talk just briefly just about my other company which is future performance technology and that's taking it you know it's a tech company that i've that i've that i've uh, started up that is is developing virtual reality immersive technology for sports performance, primarily focused on, on football players, looking at how we can deliver uh, immersive environments that, that, that are underpinned by our theoretical rationale and our science around how the brain works and how the brain develops. And because that's an area that I think is still untouched really with players. We know technically where they're at and test that physically. We know where they're at and we test that you know, psychologically in terms of the brain function and how we actually perform in our thoughts and how that perception leads to the action of our muscles uh, and delivering that action, you know, in, a, in an efficient way. We're still really, you know, exploring that. So that's quite exciting and it's something I want to deliver to the masses. So we are working really hard to see how we can deliver that. Uh, so there's quite a few exciting projects going on, uh, but all around football, all around development, all around players. Brilliant. And um, again, Kieran, is if somebody wants to find out more about that particular aspect of you uh, and, and what you can offer, um, how do they get in touch with you again? Is it through all players, for all players, or, or so? No, no. Uh, they can go to uh, futureperformance.tech, T-E-C-H, yeah. uh, is yeah. the website. Uh, and if they want to send me an email, it's just Kieran at futureperformance.tech. Uh, anything that, listen, like I say, uh, you know, I had a, a random message from someone uh, across the Atlantic about football who I don't know. And I was, you know, willing to to send them a message and try and give them my, my advice uh, for free. So, you know, people want to get in touch and talk about how they can make themselves better or, or someone better that they know. I'm always ready for that conversation. Brilliant. Kieran, I don't know what else we can say, mate, in, in just over an hour. It's been, for me, a blessed conversation. Um, I feel like uh, you're totally aligned. I feel totally aligned with you. I feel um, it's been a, a fantastic hour, uh, and I really hope that the people who listen to this feel the same way. And um, blimey, we've offered them everything that, that, that I believe in and I love about, about the game and you know, in, in what you're creating. I think it's fab. So I can only thank you for your time, mate. Um, I'm sure we could talk for another three hours. Um, maybe we will um, sometime. But um, just to say thanks ever so much, mate. And um, listen, everybody out there, listen to this. Um, you've heard it. And, um, you know, blimey, if you don't take action, then it's probably not for you. But um, it, it's all there and, it, and it's evolving and it's only going to get better. Kieran, thanks very much, pal. I appreciate your time. And um, we'll catch up again. Eh? Pleasure, Rob. Thanks very much for having me on. Really appreciate it.
Okay, brilliant. Right. I'll cut the conversation. I'll cut the recording there, Kieran. Yeah. So um, listen, mate, I've loved, loved listening to you. I feel when I do this with people and I get somebody that uh, speak to somebody that, that, you know, it's just, you know, that alignment. Blimey, you know, it's fantastic. So um, I totally get what you what you're doing, mate. I think it's brilliant. Um, love your story. Love your philosophies. Um, didn't know much about you before. You know, you, you've told me all your details, and uh, blimey, you know, I'm totally aligned with with everything you said about your upbringing and everything. So, um, yeah, maybe there's something. I'm totally interested in your future performance. I'm totally interested in your four all players. Um, I've got a couple of things that, that I'm involved with, some um, app producers, expert apps, who, who I'm involved with them on a business level, who are tech, you know, you know, magic at tech. I mean, I'm the world's worst on tech. I, I, I'm, I'm like learning. But I've got a couple of apps in production with them, and they're technology, you know, 10 out of 10. Um, so maybe there's something we can do together that will be... Um, you know, mutually beneficial. But I love what you're doing, mate. I think it's brilliant. I think it's well needed as well. So, yeah, I mean, listen, mate, it's, you know, I, I don't really want, I am quite a humble person. Do you know what I mean? I, uh, you know, I've stepped out of my comfort zone, certainly with the businesses. I've managed to get, you know, investment for future performance technology, you know, and I have to step up to the mark and, and deliver that. And, and all of these kind of experiences that I've been through uh, inside and outside of the game, enable me to do that it's not for everyone listen it's like i said i don't want people to think oh you know this guy thinks he knows it all and or or you know well i don't really agree with him it's absolutely fine it's you know i always say that as long as a person is willing to wake up and take responsibility for their actions and decisions not a problem the 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 problem that i have is when people want more expect more think they should be given more and that's not the world we live in and i know listen there's been many years of of change in society that this has led to but the the thing with me is i know i can't change the world but i'm not willing to just conform to it because it's easy for people you know at the end of the day when my son goes out into the real world he you know he needs to know that if he rocks up for a job interview there's a hundred people looking for that one spot and if he sat in that waiting room with a hundred people and he you know can't can't handle himself then he may as well be sat at home you know it's a, it's it's you know like i said i think sometimes we uh, perceive the world in in what suits us to to at the time and and i don't listen i i you know i don't necessarily think that's right uh, i don't meet too many people who are maybe think the same as i do uh, or or are are willing to challenge uh, and you know I've fallen out with quite a few people about it but listen that's just life part of life uh, you know I think we only get one opportunity you know we want to leave a legacy with four all players I want to make a difference with a tech company to do it right to help players and take them to the next level and, and affect change in the game uh, not as someone who should be seen as, as anything other than you know another person a human being who's been through it and and and, and, and wants to cheat, wants to change things uh, and, and that's that's all i'm doing you know nothing more nothing less beautiful mate absolutely beautiful